Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for December 24th, 2023. It is Christmas Eve. Please join in our call to worship. There is room for you here, if you're weary and worn or hopeful and patient, if you're tired and lost or wrapped up in hope. If you're new to this place or have been here before, come in, come in, there is room for you here. The angels are singing, Be Not Afraid. The angels are singing good news and great joy, so come in, come in, there is room for us here. Beep. 
loving God, we have heard this story before. The story of a star in the sky and a baby who is laid in a manger. We have heard this story before, passed down in hopeful whispers through the generations. So this night, as we lean our hearts and our ears closer to you, we ask that you would make room in our souls to hear this story again. Make room in us for awe. Make room in us for wonder. Make room for heartache and compassion. Make room in our hearts for you. Pull us into the narrative that we might hear the truths in this ancient word as if it were the first time. For we know that you are still speaking. So speak to us again this night. We are listening. We are already making room. Amen. Our offering this night is for the Good Samaritan Fund. It is a fund designed to help those in our community who are in need. We were made for joy, all of God's children, not just you and me. In the ever-widening circle that God draws, we are invited into the wonder of God's joy and love. This Christmas, we celebrate how Jesus came to bring joy to all of us. Let us give our gifts to God now, so that God's love may overflow and make our weary world rejoice.
God of hope, peace, love, and joy, thank you for the ways you break into our weary world with a joy that reaches far beyond anything the world can offer. We ask your blessing upon these gifts that they may help us to share your joy with the world. Bless each of us that we may be vessels of your joy-filled light in our weary world. Amen. Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood above before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all of the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the, this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. How does a weary world rejoice? We make room. We are making room at our house. James and Jan and little Abby are coming soon, and we are making a place for them to stay. That involves a bit of cleaning and straightening, making the house a bit more childproof, making sure fresh linens are on the beds and extra food is in the fridge. It means preparing to share our single bathroom. It means that our elderly cat needs to be cool and let little Abby love on her a bit. If we want the joy of their company, we have to make room. Long ago in that crowded little village of Bethlehem, there was no room. No room with Joseph's relatives for a woman to give birth. No guest room. 
not even a spot on the floor for them to spread out a pallet. No room at all that would be an appropriate place for an infant's arrival. No room for the Savior. No room for the Heavenly King. No room for the light that was coming into the world. But someone found them a private spot. Perhaps it was a rude wooden structure like we set on our shelves this time of year. More likely, it was a small cave with a manger made of hollowed-out limestone. There, among the warmth of the animals and the smell of hay and manure, the Christ child was born. And Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes brought along for that purpose and laid him in a manger. There was no room, but room was made for Jesus. Brothers and sisters, Jesus has made room for us. Jesus came from infinity and took on finite flesh. Jesus came from the Almighty and became a helpless, fragile infant. Jesus came from the throne room of God into the dirt of the manger. Jesus ate with the sinful, touched the leper, knelt in the dust to defend the adulterer. If we are looking for Jesus, we will never find him among the insiders. Don't look in the guest room. Go to the stable. You won't find him among the powerful except in chains. Don't look in the brightly lit homes of the rich. Go outside the city to a hill called Golgotha and make room. Marion Wright Edelman shares a story about Reverend William Sloan Coffin, Jr. some years ago. She writes, It was Christmas Eve, and the pews at New York City's Riverside Church were packed. The Christmas pageant was underway and had come to the point at which the innkeeper was to turn away Mary and Joseph with the resounding line, There's no room at the inn. Never mind that no figure of the innkeeper actually appears in Scripture. We've all imagined him delivering the message of no room to the baby Jesus' parents. And it seemed the perfect part for Tim, an earnest youth of the congregation who had Down's syndrome. He had one line to remember, there's no room at the inn. He had practiced it again and again with his parents and with the pageant director. He seemed to have mastered it. So Tim stood at the altar, bathrobe costume firmly belted over his broad stomach, as Mary and Joseph made their way down the center aisle. They approached him, said their lines as rehearsed, and waited for his reply. Tim's parents, the pageant director, and the whole congregation almost leaned forward, as if willing Tim to remember his line. There's no room at the inn, Tim boomed out, just as rehearsed. But then, as Mary and Joseph turned on cue to travel further, Tim suddenly yelled, Wait! They turned back, startled, along with the congregation, and looked at Tim in surprise. 
You can stay at my house, he called. Sisters and brothers, this is what Christmas is about. This is what God is about. Jesus has made room for us. Let's make room for the Savior. Let's pray. Holy God, we have been waiting a long time for this night, for the joy and quiet of Christmas Eve, for the sound of the angel chorus, for the old familiar songs. We have carried weary hearts through the last four weeks of Advent, longing for the peace and hope of this night, and now we're finally here. So as we bow our heads, we offer you our most earnest and honest prayers, trusting that once again you meet us where we are. Meet us in our joy as we greet family and friends and anticipate the beauty that accompanies this season. 
meet us in our weariness as we are reminded that the world is still not as it should be. So in between our joy and our weariness, God, we ask that you would make room. Pour yourself into the cracks of our hearts. Bind yourself to our good days and our bad days. Carve out space for your love in the center of our beings so that no matter where we go, we might trust the angels' song when they say, Be not afraid, and joy to the world. Until then, until the day when joy overpowers weariness, until the day when there is room for all at every table, until your promised day, we will continue to pray as your Son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We are going to have communion at our in-person service. If you would like to join us in communion, you may pause the audio now and go find a bit of bread or cracker and something to drink to represent the elements. Jesus was born into a world that told him right away, there's no room for you here. Mary and Joseph were turned away from every door, so Jesus was born in a stable instead of a house. He was laid in a manger instead of a crib. Friends, today you will not be turned away because Jesus spent the rest of his life making room. He made room for tax collectors and children, He made room for 5,000 people to sit down and eat together. He made room for Samaritan women, Jews, and Gentiles. He made room for the sick, for the outcast, for the unclean. Jesus was always pulling up a seat, saving space, making room for people, and he has made room for you. So come to this table. Come with your faith and your doubt. Come with your questions and your hopes. Come with your grief and your love. Just come, because there is room for you here. This is Christ's table. All are welcome. Luke tells us that Jesus took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Holy God, we pray your blessing on this sacred symbol of Christ's broken body. May we receive and partake of this bread in faith, recalling the life and death of Jesus Christ, Increase our gratitude and our obedience. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. As we eat this bread, may we affirm our faith in words first spoken by Christians many centuries ago. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. 
We are told that Jesus said, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we are reminded, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Holy and loving God, we pray your blessing upon this sacred symbol of the blood of Jesus the Christ. Our hearts are lifted in thanksgiving for love poured out. As in faith we drink this cup, may your forgiveness and your divine spirit be poured afresh into our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In humble thanksgiving and joy for life so freely given, repeat after me the words of faith. The cup which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. God of angel choruses and teenage mothers, there are a million other places we could be, but tonight we wanted to be here. Tonight we needed to be here, in person, worshiping together on this joy-filled Christmas Eve. For when we gather around this table, we remember the ways that you always make room for us. You are always pulling up chairs, welcoming the children, the tax collectors, and the outcast. At your dinner party, no one gets turned away. Help us to carry that inclusive spirit into the rest of our lives, for we know that love like that is what turns weariness into joy. With grateful hearts we pray. Amen. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. As you leave this place, you go into a weary world, so speak tenderly, do the good that is yours to do, choose connection, hold on to hope, and remember that Christ took on flesh for you. You are God's beloved, so go rejoicing. The world needs it. Amen. Amen.